let me have one sport where my team plays okay, Dave, please. Mm. It's not baseball. Yeah. It's not football. It's definitely not basketball. It needs to be soccer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip across the globe Woo. for a soccer update from all over Let's the world. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, how are we doing on this dreary, rainy Monday? I am excited. We have to go immediately into messy talks because this is Ooh, the craziest free agency we've ever seen. Yeah, dude. This is heating up like an NFL free agency where everything happens on like one day or the span of a week. Bam, 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 bam. It's news all, all over the place. Messy. But this is messy. He's bigger, bigger than the world. Yeah. yeah. He is bigger than yeah. the world. It's like LeBron James' decision on steroids. Got to be honest. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Huge. Before we do that, really, really quick, Ian, thank you for working behind the glass, editing the podcast, making it sound as amazing as it does. Thank you to Jen for helping us run our social medias. Okay, Brady. Yes. Messy talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, gotten a bunch of emails about this. So we have to talk about Messi. Essentially. <sighs> Every league has a salary cap. It's called financial fair play. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) It's called financial fair play. Dave is correct because we never talk about financial fair play because the cap is so high. Many clubs would just collapse if they tried to pay players this much, Mm -hmm. as well as Mm -hmm. clubs have a million ways of getting around this financial fair play of different ways of paying players and things like that. And Mm. leagues want to look the other way. They don't really want to pay attention to this kind of thing. And it tends to take someone else bringing it up in order for anything to happen. So because of the pandemic, La Liga's salary cap has gone down. Barcelona are in serious debt, partially due Mm. to the pandemic, partially due to just mistakes that they've made in the past. So they've got less options than a normal club might have. And then a club at Barcelona's strength, you would believe that they would have. So there's mess there. And also it's messy. There's no way we're looking the other way. Everyone is paying attention right now to Lionel Messi. Messi is still, if not the greatest, still one of the greatest players on earth at 34. Mm -hmm. If Barcelona Mm -hmm. can't afford you, there's very limited amount of clubs that can even contemplate affording you. He's not going to Real Madrid. Not, we've got to stop it there. He ne- he's never had any interest in Bayern ever since he felled Boateng. Dave, do you remember that in 2015? Looked like got a tall him. tree falling down. Yeah. Uh, Man U and Man City, maybe Liverpool, maybe Chelsea, huh. I don't know. Maybe could afford him, but he's never really expressed interest in the Premier League. And I'm a little surprised that an Italian club hasn't stepped up, but they're dealing with their own issues. So PSG does make the most sense. And I do think that will happen possibly by the time we release this podcast. Uh, yeah. Repeat after me. Gotta be PSG. <laughs> it's got a yeah. scheme there. So enjoy. It seems the most realistic to me as well. And I know it's all rumors, but uh, 
Barcelona is apparently trying to block yeah, a move course. for Messi to PSG <laughs> with a legal complaint. And they, Even so I'm years. sure it's like if Barcelona can hold on to him, if any team can hold on to him or get him, they're going to do whatever it takes to get him. So how fun would it be to see him in the EPL though? Oh, incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's is just he, so scared though. He won't. So. <laughs> Cause he, has he, he's never played in the EPL. Has he? Nope. He's going to no. go play in France, which they basically gift it to PSG every year. So have fun. Yeah. They're going to just focus <laughs> on. The Meanwhile, Leo so. won just fine last season. They did. Okay. That's, that's a fair point, but that was a, an anomaly. It was like, <laughs> most likely we'll go back to the norm if Messi joins well, for like the next like six years. So, yeah. I think the numbers would back you there, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as an outsider and still resident newbie for soccer, trying to follow along with free agency stuff in soccer is impossible. One, because most of it's fake. Mm-hmm. Two, because... I don't understand how the system works at all and all the red tape that you have to get through to get a deal done and all these terms that, first of all, are English and don't make any sense. (laughs) Second of all, that I just don't know. So it's just, it's a wild, wild world out there, kids. Strap in, tune in. Uh, we'll think for yourselves. On. Question authority. Is that... And don't nope, believe I've, it I've until gone it happens. Off. I've gone off on a tangent, <laughs> I think. <laughs> It's a different lecture I had saved up. Uh, okay. Loons, loons, loons. The Great North, loons. where I will be heading next week. Oh, I'm Ooh. so excited. Sorry. I should save that till later. Uh, the Minnesota Loons, FC, this week, this past weekend, rather, played the Houston Dynamo. That's a stupid name. I really don't like that name. It's dumb. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they beat the Dynamo beat the Dynamo down into the ground. Two to zero. Robin Lud and Brent Coleman both had goals and was a clean sheet for the Loons. Super happy. Loons are kind of rolling here a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm liking this. Moving up that table nice and slow, keeping it quiet. You don't want too much buzz headed into the playoffs. So <laughs> keep it down on the low. Keep it rolling. I know we still got plenty of time before then, but they're looking pretty good. Want to peak at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Things in the Windy City, um, not going quite as well. Some good, some bad. We'll start off with the Red Stars this week. Typical they played bad. the Orlando Pride. And a reminder, this is Dual Screens Part 2, Part 1. So how about that <laughs> for a little math equation in your brain? Last week was Dual Screens, Dual Screens Part 1. This is Dual Screens Part 2 but this is the first game of that part two of the dual screens. Bam. Nailed it. Red stars played the Orlando pride lost zero to two. Ah, when we're yeah. at the top of the table, we need these wins or near the top of the table really could have come away with the victory here. Totally agree. Uh, so red Stars sat at third in the table prior to this weekend with 20 points. However, they had a game in hand on the teams above them, uh, which is Gotham FC with 21 points in second and the Portland Thorns with 25 points in first. Uh, North Carolina Courage um, were in fourth place with 19 points and they have played as many games as the Stars and that's the opponent of this upcoming week. Mm -hmm. So 
first half of this game, there was one goal in each half, um, but things actually got started off with one of the Watt children. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of the Watt people. Uh, So Watt had a solid (laughs) chance uh, at the six. um, Hit it right at the defender, though. Uh, She was right on the line, and I felt (sighs) like had she capitalized at this point, this game may have been a very different outcome. Game states. Yeah, game states. Yeah, Hashtag. game states. Hashtag game. Yep, I was just going to say that. First goal quick, of the game comes in the 15th minute. Obviously, it's for the Pride, the only team that scored in this game. Taylor puts it in. Orlando Pride up one. Dang. I just have to say that was a nice move by Taylor here. That was pretty sweet. Uh, she lets all the Reds defenders like run right past her and does a quick step backwards inside towards the right and then gets a beautiful shot off into the bottom right corner, smashes it against the inside of the right post into the goal. Beautiful goal. Very pretty play. Yeah, super nice. And then in the 29th minute, um, uh, Pew had a beautiful shot off towards the far post um, on the left-hand side. And unfortunately, uh, Harris makes a fantastic diving save. So we're not able to level at that moment. And moving into that second half, not a whole lot of action or what I should say is no balls near the net really necessarily until near the end of the game. 89th minute, LaRue puts another one in, uh, nail in the coffin, honestly, at that point um, for the pride against the Red Stars. Um, Dave, what'd you see on that particular goal? Yeah, I thought the pride made a really nice transition here. uh, And LaRue made it a really nice run into the open space at the top left side of the box. Uh, Miller was forced to come off her line when she started to see this run. Uh, however, she doesn't really time it very well. And LaRue is able to slot it home kind of with a really nice angle. So it was just unfortunate, but uh, Miller really thought she had to do it at that point. So Right. Yeah. Game might have been over at this point already too. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. the dreaded shot conversions came back to bite the Red <gasps> Stars in this one. 14 <sighs> shots, only four of them on goal. We've talked about this with this team. It's very critical that they just convert. Anytime you shoot, let's Put it on frame. Coming up, the Red Stars play North Carolina Courage August 15th at 5 p.m. This is a big game because North Carolina is really high up on that table. They sit second in the league. They're second oh, in goal yeah. differential. Mm, They're a mm, very good mm. team. Made yep. a really nice jump. Uh, and Red Stars are down to fifth with that last result. So this is a huge game. Uh, maybe we'll get Julie Ertz back, though. Who knows? That would be lovely. Yeah. What... what uh, I would imagine she'd be playing. What would be the reason that she wouldn't? Does she need to quarantine after coming back? No. I think it's more of a rest thing. I don't think okay. we have any notes okay. on this, but my guess is that they gave her a week off to kind of recoup. And, recoup. And go back. Jet lag. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. No one her though. No one. Could be right. right. Yeah. I don't know. Or I wonder if they would test her. Be like, nope, you're negative. Get out there. And knowing her, I feel like she would be like, as soon as I'm ready to go, I'm yeah. going to go. She's right. It's against <laughs> North Carolina. She was looking Let's real go. good. Like, yeah. In Japan. She looked too, great in the Olympics. So, so bringing that into excited. the team that's already playing well, I would think. Whew. Right. It's going to be a good one. We did beat North Carolina one nothing earlier this season. Let's do it again. <laughs> Uh, players to watch in North Carolina. They've got a ton of attackers. Amy Rodriguez is very good. Jesse McDonald as well. 
Lynn Williams, Dabinia, Sam Mewis should all be back from the Olympics, as we just talked about. Uh, and also Abby Urseg is their lockdown center back. Those are your players to watch for on North Carolina. Mm. They play a 4-4-2, which means the Red Stars with, with our 4-2-3-1 should control the ball in this game, have an extra midfielder in, in there. And we need to convert on our shots. Yes. Put them on frame. <laughs> Did want to mention uh, there is a midweek game next week as well on August 18th. That will probably take place uh, before our next pod is out. So I did want to at least throw that out there. Yes. Good call. Yes, absolutely. Good call, Brad. Now, the fire. Chicago fire. Big news coming out of the club. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some sad news. For me, anyway, I was I was <laughs> so sad. deeply depressed. Are you kidding this. me? As the resident Polish person, I was the most yeah, sad. That's so true. yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so uh, the fire ended up selling Bikowski to French side uh, racing club lens. Uh, they were in seventh in Liga Un last year, um, and they had been newly promoted. So it's a fantastic start to their uh, kickoff and the is. top flight. Yeah. The fee was reported to be around $3 million, uh, according to the fire's uh, article on their website. Um, I just like hope that the speed that he had, like can pay off at a top flight league. And I think that might be part of the reason why he made the move, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I'm very, very sad to see him go because that speed, um, his play I feel like was just really starting to hit mm-hmm. its stride on the fire. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why he got picked up by a, a bigger club, a uh, bigger league. As I said, yep. Ooh, look at that guy stand out in a smaller league, the MLS. Uh, that's what happens. But he was one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player on the team. Yeah. When he came back from Euros, he was just, oh, he was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I very sad to see him go, but the world carries on fire still have games to play this is the fire selling high would be my absolutely yeah my point yeah it's true it was a they good move also made a signing however his name is federico navarro he's a defensive midfielder Ooh. from club america taleres uh he is known as the man with three lungs yeah, uh, saw that <laughs> 21 year old destroyer slash ball winner so he's going to okay. fit a different role than a Jimenez or a Madron. Nice. Very excited about this. Cool. Um, it should move Madron and Jimenez up the field as well as spell them. And Herbers has been, been playing a lot of minutes in the midfield this season. So we'll spell him as well. And then other than the adjustment period of just moving to a brand new country, uh, they expect him to be ready now. He's been starting for a very good club in Tolaris and they're, they're ready to put him into the starting lineup provided he's Let's ready to go. play. That's good. Very exciting news, mm-hmm. which is what we needed after Frankie left us. Yes. But absolutely. As I said, Fire still have games to play. They played two this week. First one was on Wednesday, mm-hmm. NYCFC. Both Brady and Dave got to go to the game. I didn't. Very sad. <laughs> However, sad. happy for you both. I'm going to take a step back and let you both break this one down because you were there. I wasn't even yeah. there. Yeah. You so were I there. put a lot of notes in there, but I'm going to try and jump through it because it's a lot. So this was the first <laughs> time I was able to sit 
on my season ticket holder spot. Uh, and I got to sit next to Brady. So it was awesome. Super, like super it? enjoyable. It was great. I think it, they're great seats. So yeah, we have great. I'm and glad it was our pick. And it, the beer it, is directly behind you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. More or less. Very important. Yeah. Crucial. The the craft beer is directly behind us. So it was good. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Bam. Great. Yeah. A yeah. plus. Uh, I also wanted to point out they had a huge sign of the new logo on the southwest side of the field, and I've really grown to like it. Like, I think it's fantastic, and yep. I think I'm very hyped about it. Uh, so, like, the big uh, note from this game is that Shuttleworth kind of had the night off, and I think it was partially because he got banged up in the last <laughs> yeah. game that he was in. And then Well-deserved. We uh, yeah, he, it was well-deserved. So, the, it was, we gave a start to uh, Gabriel so, Slonina, or I think it's Slonina. I think if it, you're saying it in Polish, but he's yeah, 17 years old, like kind of crazy. Uh, gets his first professional cat midweek, and I thought he looked really impressive. <laughs> Youngest ever goalkeeper to start an MLS match. Oh, he was a kid. It's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So breaking things down in that first half, Dave, Brad, what did we see? How are things feeling? Yeah, so Slonina makes a really nice save in the first minute, which I have to say has to be huge for him. Like, like it's got to be like weight off your shoulders. I'm locked in. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's get this shut out. Um, I, I would say it wasn't anything too crazy, but it's definitely a huge confidence builder for a debutante. Mm-hmm. Ivanov played a lot of balls into spaces where players would normally be, but the fire were not. Um, Team needs to kind of adapt and the personnel obviously needs to have some improvement. Uh, my big example was in the 37th minute um, where there was a pass to the back post and no fire player was making a run. So it's like he's playing at a different level, even though he hasn't been in form and he's been injured for about four months and yeah. there's still nobody there. So he just needs to make connections with his teammates. He does. They need to understand what he's going to try and do, what he's good at. And that comes with time and he hasn't had it yet. So I do understand. That's uh, yeah, I understand that but too, but I think like he's expecting them to be more aggressive and I think maybe we're hesitant. So like mm. we're talking about the Frank Frankowski like exit. I'm thinking maybe, you know, that'd be the guy that you'd want to be crashing the back post there. But hey, you know what? We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We've got moves to make, obviously. Definitely. In, the, in the 42nd minute, uh, Keenan Parks gets his uh, first yellow card. I honestly, I don't know how else to describe him. He kind of looks like a lanky brute guy and he's very <laughs> slow. Um, and this is my live reaction. And um He's very lucky that that was the first time he got booked 42 minutes in. Uh, ref was letting a lot go, which honestly was fun for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really just makes the game so much more entertaining. Uh, crowd was super loud when he finally got booked, though. So we were not the only ones that were complaining. No, we were that. all <laughs> shouting. Yeah. <laughs> um, first, and, first half ended up coming to, to an end at uh, 0-0 with... You know, it being a stalemate, uh, I just wanted to mention that Brady and I just liked how 04 was looking at this point. He looked super strong on the ball, had some really nice footwork at the beginning of the game. I think just the power that he has, like, I hope he develops into the player that we hope him to be. It was a really nice performance. Used his chest a lot with long balls to try and settle it down to either to himself or to his teammates. And once people start to recognize he's going to win this and settle it down for me, that can create transition opportunities. 
Yeah. And I just want to say again, like uh, Slonina is looked really good. We, we mm-hmm. talked about that first save at the beginning, but he made another, a, a couple other nice plays and he looked very comfortable and confident, which is huge. Coming in to the second half, what else? What else did we see in this game? Yeah, so in the 54th minute, Pineda breaks up a fast break by New York City. Uh, it was perfectly time-sliding tackle, and it uh, prevented an absolutely massive opportunity for them to score. These kind of plays get me juiced. Yeah, it, it, it did get me <laughs> juiced, too. It was super nice, because if he had messed up, too, it could have been easily like a yellow or, or even a red if he, if, if he was behind the play. So it, it was super nice. It was perfectly timed. 71st minute. Parks curls one just wide of the left post from the from outside the 18. And I was like just screaming like yikes, like that was Eesh. way too close. This is a guy Wait. that should not even be playing the game at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a couple of minutes later, I was granted that wish though. Parks get the second yellow, uh, you know, red card. He's been a sloppy fool this entire game. <laughs> um, sloppy fool. Yeah, yeah, he he has been. And then um uh, I mean, he's a taller, he's a taller player and he just doesn't seem to exercise caution or finesse despite being a taller, lankier guy. So I don't know. It was just, it, it was coming for a long time. So yeah. I was glad that he finally got booked and I stood up, started screaming in this section and people were kind of looking <laughs> at me and I, <laughs> I'm sure everybody remembers, but that's fine. You were um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was watching some of the replays though. Uh, our announcers were kind of saying it was soft and I do not agree uh, uh, watching it live and also being closer to the field than they were. So yeah. Persistent infringement. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So being at the game, watching everything live, what were the biggest takeaways for you from this game afterwards on that long trek home? How are we feeling? Would you reflect on? Yeah, lots of good looks, no scoring. Slonino looked really good in his debut, which you have to be super excited about. Felt like um, with a man up for a bit over 20 minutes, though, like at home, you have to score. And that's just insane that we didn't. It was struggle. Yeah. You guys are going to find this a surprise. I was bored by this game, especially after we went a man up. Really, it rarely happens with me. The fire should have done way more with being a man up as well as they didn't create any excitement from being the man up. And we're just sitting there going, what's next, guys? What's next? It was quite frustrating. It was not good. However, to turn a positive spin, New York City are one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. A nil-nil, if you sign us up beforehand, we would have taken it. Hey, there we go. So not all negative, but uh, man, you go a man up, you'd really like to come away with like a 3-0 victory yep. and just clobber them. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't really been the fire's way this year. Capitalizing on Ooh. opportunities. Need to do a better job of that. Now, moving on. Speaking of energy, did we speak about energy? I don't think so. Well, here it comes. Energy. (laughs) New York Red Bulls. (laughs) This is Dual Screens Part 2, Part 2, Part 4, Part 2 of Part (laughs) 2. That's what this is. Revenge of the Fire. Yes, indeed, Revenge of the Fire. New York Red Bulls went down to the fire. Two, two, one. Let's go. You got the itch. 
Stoyanovich. <laughs> I found it super interesting. Both the New York teams, which is just coincidental more than anything, are kind of pressing teams. And the Fire seemed to play just fine against a pressing team. Uh, played out okay. But it was also because we were just way more content to just move the ball up the field, get it out of our half. And hey, maybe we should have been doing that for a while now. <laughs> uh, because of game states, but also the way the fire played, we forced the Red Bulls to have the majority of the ball instead of allowing them to just simply create chaos, which is something they do so well. And we won the majority of the duels in this game, 73 to New York 70, which simply doesn't happen against the Red Bulls. Good on your fire. We had the fight. We were ready for this one. Right away in this game, the fire wanted to be heard, lay it out on the table, or at least one member of the fire did. Luka Stojanovic scores in the second minute of this game. Right away, quick bam. Mm -hmm. There's a really quick pass from a four, which sets up mm -hmm. Luka, who does a simple touch and bam, which Coach Brady preaches all the time. Ooh. Don't even think about it. Settle, go. Well, fire, also he yes. ripped through this one. Yes, he, I'm trying to remember the announcer said he put his laces through the middle of the ball. Mm -hmm. He pounded that ball in, fire up 1-0 super early in this game. I really liked Collier's movement in this one. He was super confident and definitely wanted to take anyone on, which is just fine with me as long as he beat them. Uh, he pulled two Red Bull midfielders to him, which opened up the space for his disguised pass to 0-4, made it quite easy for 0-4 to find Stojanovic, who... Found it quite easy to put it in the back of the net. Yeah, baby. And Luca would not be stopped. Mm -mm. He would not be stopped at one goal. He would not be stopped even scoring one goal in the first half. Six minutes later, eighth minute of the game, Luca again scores. It was a deep throw in from Tehran into the box. Red Bulls actually get ahead on it first, but it bounces right to Luca, who doesn't hesitate once again. Fires it at the back post, fire up two to zero, not even 10 minutes into this game. Nice and tidy finish there. I also didn't know Tehran had a long throw in his bag. Happy about that? Yeah, I didn't know that either. And I want to talk about Tehran after this game because to me, he kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> I don't know if you, either of you heard this, but in the 39th minute, the announcers discussed the fact that Calvo is technically the captain of the fire, but Pineda is the one who is captaining the defense at that time. He was the one moving people around, calling out coverages, plays, making sure everyone was in their place. I found that very interesting. It's definitely more his job as that central piece in the middle of the back three to be calling out and telling what telling people what to do. As, mm. I mean, he can see the whole field whereas those other two points of center backs should be paying attention to their role, to their mark, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I wonder if Calvo is a captain partially because of his Spanish-speaking ability, and perhaps Wiki has given him that you know sort of side of it, and then Pineda is... Uh, I don't know. That's just me wildly speculating. <laughs> but I, it's a really good sign for future fire that Pineda is. is playing this well. He's got the confidence to be telling people what to do because that is his role, one. Two, it should be his role going forward. And three, he's been absolutely fantastic at sweeper. I've really enjoyed him playing there. 
I should have known that you would come up with a way to push it off of Calvo's plate and say, well, Typical. it's not something he should really be doing is leading <laughs> the team as the captain of the team. So fine, whatever. <laughs> Second half, on we move. 60th minute, a really great run from the fire. Looking to make it three to zero. Doesn't Let's actually go. happen, but Herbers gets loose. And I mean loose. Nearly has a chip-in goal. Bounces off the crossbar. I thought it was a great example of the spring that Brady mentioned a while ago, where the fire had been playing like a coiled spring. And when they counterattack, they just go. And this is a perfect example of that. Didn't come away with the goal there, but I watched it and got ooh, all excited. Mm-hmm. I really like to see that. I think that has worked for us in previous games. It worked in this one, but this one was more of Luca just kind of going off and doing yeah. this thing. <laughs> Being a man early. The only other goal of the game came right in the ah. very last minute of this game. Ooh. Tom Barlow, uh, seventh minute of extra time right at the end. Shuttleworth pushes uh, the, the set piece shot from the Red Bulls wide. Doesn't manage to keep control of it. So Barlow puts the bounce off of Shuttleworth's ah. hands into the goal. That's it. Bottom of this goal, uh, six minutes were given of extra time and we're playing well yeah. into the seventh. I don't know. Eh. Referee headed out for the fire here, blew the whistle immediately <laughs> after the Red Bulls scored. I just, in my personal record book, this goal does Aim. not count. Ah, Aim, good. Lame, lame. That is what people will refer back to oh, yes. for oh, yes. sure. Is <laughs> our personal record book. <laughs> Brady's specifically. So takeaways from this second game, more exciting game, better result. Mm. What do we think? Luca was the MLS player of the week. Well-deserved. Love that. Yes. Seems when he flies, we fly. It's pretty great. A little bit. He is the fire's leading goal scorer. Well, there you go. Uh, My takeaway, where did Tehran come from? Has he always played on this team? Because he looked awesome. And maybe it was the fact that they used his long uh, throw-in more often. I, Brad, you said you didn't know he had it in his game. I didn't know about it. I, and he, uh, so he Wasn't used it at least twice in this game. He had a block shot where he just threw his body in front of the ball on what should have been it. If he wasn't there, that mm-hmm. was a goal for sure. Mm-hmm. He had a great game. Where did he come from? That's a good call. He's been on the roster all season. He's one of our new signings this season. Hasn't gotten a ton of time because Olmsberg okay. has filled that role very nicely. Uh, also, we did see earlier in the season, he was wildly out of position. Mm. Yeah, There's still maybe some growing okay. pains yeah. with him. Is sure. The sure. Nice way of putting it. However, this game, he looked fantastic until he made that crazy, awesome block and went yeah. down. And I didn't see him grabbing anything specific or do a sub motion, but the fire already had someone moving there, which also leads me to believe he might have an injury history this season so far. And they were monitoring him. And then when he went down, the fire knew immediately, oh, that's that thing again. I don't know. That's again, me wildly speculating. Yes, he is only 20 years old. Which is something that that is baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that makes sense that you would put him in, see how he does. 
whoa, 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 you're way out of position. We need to put you on the bench, watch a little more, learn. Let's see how you do in practice. Then we'll bring you back. He's clearly got the talent though and the size, big like dude. Uh, yeah, I, I thought yeah. he looked really good. So I won't jinx anything, but uh, I'm, I'm liking how these young players are looking for the fire. And we've mentioned that in previous episodes, the focus is on the youth here. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we're yeah. seeing is looking really good. Next up for the fire, the yellowest team in all the world, <laughs> Columbus Crew, August 15th at 5 p.m. Uh, this yellow team just lost to Atlanta. They seem vulnerable Aha. right now, which is a good yes. thing. Kick they them want to right? uh, They <laughs> want to control the ball and use it to create space. Yet they're pretty low on just about every goal scoring metric, goal creation metric, which is not a good combination to have. However, they do have some great playmakers, Nagby, Pedro Santos, Kevin Molino, who's an ex-Minnesota player, by the way. Uh, and then some fantastic free kick takers. Zellerayan has been magical this season. The key for the fire of this game, other than don't shoot yourself in the foot, which is just default. No fouls in the attacking third for Columbus. They will put it into the upper 90 with regularity. It's been impressive. Yes. Do not let it happen. No. Gotta win against the yellow team, the PP pants from Columbus. <laughs> Keep it rolling, fire. Shifting our focus to the big global stage, the Olympics, which just wrapped up. Uh, yesterday, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sad to see them go. It was a ton of fun to have them on. Uh, in the world of soccer in the Olympics, though, the U.S. women's national team versus Australia was the bronze medal match. And the U.S. women's Ew. team came away with the victory here. Four to three. Taking home the bronze. Well done, USA. ladies. USA. In the first half of this game, things got started off quickly for the USA. Rapino strikes first with a banger of a corner kick. Ooh-wee. What a shot. Yeah, dude, banger's right. That sound when she hit it was nuts. Such a fun mm-hmm. goal. <laughs> uh, although it does bring back some really bad memories for me when I was in high school. And oh, no. The exact goal that I got eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, and no. So, oh, you know, no. <laughs> it was it's a little rough. The trauma, yeah, you know? the trauma is real for Dave. Senior year. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what a mix of emotion if you were watching this yeah, game yeah, live yeah, going, no. yes. Oh, but. It's like, God, God, no. <laughs> Not again. Oh, but it's for the good team. Okay. No, it was good. Good guys. However, Australia would not go down quietly. 17th minute, pretty quick comeback. Sam Kerr puts it in with a breakaway run, hits it so hard that French, who really should make this save, has it bounce off of her hand and into the net. Tie game. Let's go. Yeah, it is game on for sure. However, four minutes later, Rapino does it again. Sweet baby Jesus. What a shot. Yeah, She man. thrashes it into the net after the Australian defense makes a massive mistake and accidentally mm-hmm. just lets her touch the ball for even a second. And, I mean, it was clearly a miscommunication on their end, not yeah. knowing where to go. She gets her opportunity and just puts it right in the goal. 
Yeah, a little pinball action here from Australia and mm-hmm. such a filthy, filthy strike from Rapino. She's yeah. back. She's back. So, so dangerous. <laughs> oh, just a score. Thank you for that input. Yeah, Brady. sorry about that. That was, that was really good. That was really <laughs> she good. She is, though. That's true. <laughs> the U.S. would score again right before halftime in the first minute of extra time. It was Lloyd's first goal of the tournament. A great goal. Nice pass from Haran hitting Lloyd in stride, who puts it in the opposite corner of the net. What a dagger for the U.S. team to put in the heart of Australia right before half to go in three to one. Got to love that. Yeah, you love to see it for sure. Excellent goal. USA, USA. Bronze medal is kind of feeling like it might be locked up right now, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they were feeling it. They were feeling it. And... Lloyd would do it again in the 51st minute in the second half. She beats her defender. It's just her and the goalie beats the goalie goal. USA this in uh, Carly Lloyd is really good at soccer. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see this. Cause uh, like you had said, she hadn't scored earlier in this tournament, but she was the most like she, she had been scoring so much prior to this tournament. And when she was younger as well, and she's, she's just a stud. Um, and what the announcers were saying was that she is now the U S women's national team lead goal scorer at the Olympics. So that was huge that she got these goals. I know it's a bronze medal match, but this was a very impactful game for her personally. So it was cool. shout out to a nutmeg finish as well. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Absolutely. Three minutes later, the Aussies would be heard from again, though. Caitlin Ford, great cross from Australia here. I can't even really be mad at this goal. You can't be. Such a nice goal and comeback effort has officially begun. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes later from that, uh, Kerr has an absolutely fantastic opportunity. <laughs> she bounces it right off the post with that header effort. Um, and they were so close to being down by just one goal at this point. And it ends up being the decisive miss. The United States would hold on and prevent Australia from scoring again until right at the end of the game in the 90th minute, Emily Gilnick hits a screamer from 25 out to bring Australia a little bit closer. It would not be enough, but damn, you got to appreciate the shot from a distance. Yeah. I just had a wild moment there when I saw that Mm -hmm. and that distance was sweet too little too late though. Like you said. Mm -hmm. So aftermath of this game, the USA women's team is really happy to take home the bronze medal. Celebrating on the field, as you should. You've placed third in the world at something. Is it losing? Maybe a little bit. But mm-hmm. bronze medal at the Olympics, ultimately, for this team, I think this is a disappointment. Not the result they wanted. Not the result that the world was expecting of yes. them. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're going to talk about Canada, but they shouldn't have lost to Canada. Um, but we'll go into that a little bit more depth momentarily. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say that Rapino and Lloyd, uh, those yep. goals were a treat. It was fun to see. Yeah. Um, so I can't complain based on the fact that, you know, we were given that game and they produced. It was fun to see. The gap has certainly decreased between the U.S. Yes. and other teams, and especially Canada, as we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
this was not the only Olympic women's soccer match that was important at the Olympics. So obviously, we have the gold medal match as well. This was Sweden versus Canada. Canada, in a thriller, high-intensity match, takes home the gold. It was one-to-one after full-time. Canada Mm -hmm. wins it. Three to two in pen. Wild. Ooh. Ooh. Wild. Yeah, I woke up early to watch this one. Me Originally, it was for supposed you. to be a night game uh, the, mm. the day previously, but uh, it was the hottest part of the day in Japan at the time, and the mm. teams complained, and they got a push to 7 a.m. So <laughs> when we initially uh, released this episode, it was still not determined to have been pushed back. So we apologize for anybody who did not time it up, but... You have to Sometimes follow us. Sometimes this happens. Yeah. On at Sometimes. Windy City Wingers, yes, we have the update. Yes. yes, absolutely. We'll retweet it whenever we see a game that's rescheduled because it does happen often in international soccer, especially when people aren't thinking properly about scheduling. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, this was tough to not see the U.S. in the game. Uh, based on what I had seen from Sweden, though, I would have imagined that they would have won this one really easily and it would have been a really one-sided match, hence my 3-0 prediction last week. Um, Canada really wasn't looking threatening at all during this tournament um, outside of any PK that they got awarded, and they did slot those home, uh, and they were given an opportunity again in this game, and they hung on to their life, so let's get into it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Right away in that first half, Brad, what did you see with formations? I think Canada did a great job of eliminating what other teams wanted to do. They played a 4-3-1-2 or more easily recognized as a 4-4-2 diamond. And then Sweden played in their own 4-4-2 that turned into a 4-3-3 when one of their outside midfielders was super aggressive. Jakobsen uh, played on the left in this game after playing on the right against USA. And that was just to keep Canada's right back Lawrence uh, at home because she is a super threat out there. Uh, Canada uh, was in control, not necessarily creating much, but just in control for the first 30 minutes. A couple good breakouts in Sweden were trying to press them really hard. And I wanted to point out Quinn had a very good half. They are the first out non-binary transgender athlete to win a gold medal. Very exciting. Also slightly less seriously, they have to be one of the first Canadians to go by a mononym. You just don't see that from Canadians very often. And then we'll take it to Sweden having the first meaningful shot on target right around the 30th minute. Yes. 34th minute, in fact. Blackstenius, which is a name that you have definitely heard. Because she had a great game against the USA earlier in this tournament. Great tournament. A bit too much space for everyone on Sweden here. This pass was behind the line, basically. So Blackstenius was the only one that could really receive this pass as the defense kept collapsing towards a goal. Nice nutmeg finish. Sweden up one nothing. Yeah. I say felt really deserved though here. So whatever. <laughs> uh, Sweden were in the driver's seat this entire half and somehow only came away with one goal. Uh, seemed to have way more corners, way more shots on goal, look better in possession overall. Uh, 
Canada's chances were mostly counterattacks. Definitely. 11 to three on shots in the first half to Sweden's favor. Yeah. As was expected. Oh, true. I did want to point out at the end of the half, Stephanie LeBay, the Canadian goalkeeper made a leaping catch and got fouled by Blackstenius or Jakobsen. I couldn't figure out which wit, but she immediately LeBay was immediately in the Swedish player's face. Mm-hmm. And the Swedish player was like, Nope, not I dealing with that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even touching that. <laughs> he was just like very calm, which is the proper reaction. So, yeah. but also, I don't think anyone wants to mess with LeBay. <laughs> no, no, crazy. <laughs> Going into the second half, Canada made some changes on the sidelines. They brought on three changes. The most important one was Grosso going in for Quinn because Grosso will have an important impact on this match. We'll move forward a little bit. Ilstedt is just laid on a challenge with Sinclair in the box. VAR comes into play, takes a look, and a penalty is called. And Jesse Fleming would make use of that penalty and score for Canada, making it a tie game one-to-one. Nice solid finish. Looked right, leaned right, pulled it back down low left. Nice finish. Yeah, hips do lie. Shakira's been lying to us for a year, man. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Announcer said she did a great job of uh, getting Lindahl to bite, which she really did by kind of like flexing her hips a little bit before taking the shot. So it was really cool to see. I felt like Canada got away with one again, though. They got super lucky. Mm -hmm. I feel like they've won very lame games against the U.S. And now, obviously, what was going to happen in this game. Uh, But they did honestly look much better at this point in the half though, too. So it's kind of hard. Like I have mixed feelings about how this game's going at this point. It is a lame way to tie it, but I did think they were the better team in the second half immediately after the pen Canada gets a corner kick, won the first ball and Fleming had another shot that just skipped over that top netting. Very close. Yeah. It was great energy from Canada here. Um, And they had multiple opportunities like at this point. And I really thought they were going to put one away. But I thought Sweden might steal this one near the end. In the 79th minute, Aslani had a pullback from the end line, and Blackstenius puts it wide. Blackstenius was such a great tournament. You expect her to score here. I wanted to point out in the 86th minute, Haitama comes on for Sinclair, and I really feel for Sinclair. I mean, she needed to come off, especially as we were moving into extra time. But 38 years old, 187 goals. That's the world all-time leader on international goals. Male, female, doesn't matter. Just banging them in. And that's in 304 appearances. That's ridiculous. It's above a half a goal a game. She's been in five World Cups, four Olympics. Wow. I hope it's not her last, but we'll see. I have no idea. Um, But just shout out to Christine Sinclair. In the 89th minute, Buchanan saves Canada's butts right here because Sweden could have won here. Aslani has a weak effort following a bouncing ball in the box. LeBay cuts out the angle. The shot goes over LeBay's head, but Buchanan is back there to pick up the scraps. Yeah, man. I thought, I thought this was it. I thought Mm -hmm. game over Sweden wins like kind of on a collapse play, but it was a very nice save just in the right spot there. And that would do it for the first 90 minutes of the game. Tie game, one-to-one, moving into extra time. Always exciting, especially exciting when there's a gold medal on the line. Brad, who took the upper hand in this extra time? Who is ready for it? 
mostly dominated by Sweden. Sweden wanted to win this game with goals, not with penalties. Yeah, I agree. Like they, they were the dominant dominating team, but I felt like both sides were exhausted and that's true. Like the back to back, like proximity of all these games definitely took its toll. It was a very slow, uh, additional time. Yeah. Just real quick, 111th minute and in the 119th minute, really close to the end of this game. Her take has free headers that she could or should put away. Like mm-hmm. possibly your job there. 118th minute. There was some madness in the Canadian box. Uh, just Sweden just couldn't put it in the back of the net. However, Canada wasn't totally lost in all this. And 112th minute, Leanne Rose got free, magged her defender, crossed the far post, and Haitama just misses the net. So after that extra time, we are still in a draw. One mm-hmm. to one, which means we're headed to penalty kicks. I love penalty kicks. I love the extra time. I love the whole buildup. And now it's happening in the gold medal match in the Olympics. Stage could not be bigger except for the World Cup. It's great. I feel like bad because you think every like final is going to go to penalty kicks now, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I've (laughs) I've seen at least three in the past month. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. been awesome. Great summer. Yeah. Of soccer. <laughs> uh, I wanted to point out again, Stephanie, the Bay is crazy town. Uh, Arlo white, our guy, Arlo, uh, was not a fan. Uh, I was, however, <laughs> before every one of the Sweden penalties, she would stand five yards away and just smile, yeah. just smile. <laughs> She's out here enjoying herself. I loved it. Uh, who else is pro center back penalties now? No nonsense from Bjorn upper corner her did her best Maguire impression. I thought that was great. And then Grosso comes on mm-hmm. her pole rolls to score and she wins it for Canada. Three to two sudden death penalties. Herman, it doesn't get much better. You're no, it really doesn't. Like, this, this shootout was wild. It had it all. Like I felt like both sides were doomed at one point and then kind of fought back and won. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Spoiled. I Spoiled am. new soccer fan. I am. So looking back on this one, gold medal match all the way to penalty kicks. That happens in every final, right? Yep, it definitely <laughs> does. Final. You got to give a shout out to Canada. Well done. Congratulations. Gold medal. Absolutely. Alongside the men, they've been reworking their soccer yeah. organization completely. Uh, 2015 World Cup was supposed to be their coming out party, hosting their own World Cup. And just a few years later, they win gold. That's awesome. Yeah. Cannot wait for the World Cup. Great tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. Super fun to cover it. Can't wait for it. Soccer on the big stage. And speaking of big stages, oh boy, the English Premier League is starting this Friday. Oh boy. One of the best forms of soccer to watch in the The world. We're going to go through Brady's team and Dave's team give you some news, some predictions for this year. And then I'm going to reveal my team, my EPL team. What? I know everyone has been waiting on tender hooks for that. You will have your answer shortly. But first, Brady, what's happening in Tottenham? 
Sure. So we're going to make some predictions. We're going to talk about the Premier League itself, talk about European tournaments, talk about domestic cups, and then specific players that we're excited about this season. The Premier League this year, I'm expecting a top six from the Spurs, new manager, uh, Kane, we'll see. Uh, But still, the squad itself is good enough. Top six is where I expect them to be, and I will be salty with any other result. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's pretty fair though, Brady. I'm happy for you. You got to climb out of the conference league, get into the Europa League. That's, that's your goal. Speaking of Europe, what tournament are the Spurs even in? Fake tournament? <laughs> oh, I don't I'll, even I'll know. I'll repeat myself. It's the UEFA Conference League. Brady's just pretending like he doesn't know, but it's a big deal for the <laughs> Spurs fans. So maybe you guys will be the inaugural winners of that competition. That Let's would be, be optimistic, man. You're right. Let's do it. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Speaking of optimism, domestic cups. Let's win one. Either one. Anything, please. A trophy will Anything. be wonderful this season. <laughs> as far as player standouts, Kane Watch is definitely still on. There was um, PR this week saying, oh, I wasn't holding out. This is part of the plan. I'm returning late after a long yeah. summer. It does make sense. I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> I just, I don't Twice. believe anyone at this point <laughs> in the season. But yeah, I think Kane was doing a little bit of a flex here. Yeah. Is Kane going to play for the Hotspurs this season? Still up in the air. I genuinely don't have an mm-hmm. answer for you. I know that he doesn't really want to, which is sad. Is he going to suit up on Sunday? I doubt it. I doubt that he is fit mm-hmm. enough. He's taking his time to come back to the season, which is what was put in this PR statement. Yeah. Okay. It all seemed rather orchestrated it to me. It looked good. Okay. As far as the signings I am excited about, Christian Romero is a 23-year-old Argentine from Atalanta last season. He just won the Copa America this summer. I'm very high on him, and hopefully he is a penciled in, uh, he's a penned-in starter every game. We love that. I am also incredibly excited for Brian Heal, 20-year-old winger. In the purest sense, almost a player before his time, smart mover, a dribbler to create for his teammates, not necessarily to create for himself. Pretty excited. Okay. We want something crazy. We want a homer take. Spurs are making the Champions League next season. Let's, Let's do it. Go. Nuno, bring us to the in. promised land again. That stadium deserves Champions League football. You know what would have been even crazier is if you said the Spurs are going to win the Champions League this year because... I mean, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> they'd, they'd, have to, they'd have to do some crazy stuff to make that happen, huh? They'd have to, like, kill off a lot of teams or something. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> just kick Man City this weekend. A lot of murder. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Thank you, Brad, for the full work down for the hot spurs. Now moving over to Liverpool. I feel like Liverpool's quaint. I've never been there, but it just places that are Can't named to go. The name Liverpool. Hmm. Beatles, hmm. all that jazz. You know, yeah, exactly. There you That's go. That's a team you Dave. want to play. You want to play Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. A little salty. Little salty <laughs> over there. Sour, sour grapes, salty crackers. Okay, Dave, what is happening with your club? All right, it's going to start with the Premier League. They will compete again for the title, and they're going to win it this year. 
Mm. Um, and in case I'm completely wrong, they are absolutely guaranteed top four. Nothing less. Ooh. They look real good. Ooh. So, mm. um, Europe, I'm going to go semifinals because they love that competition and Klopp as uh, a genius. Domestic cups, don't care. <laughs> um, they're going to focus on the Champions League. They're going to play the kids. Maybe they'll make it in the 16 or round of 16 or round eight if they get lucky. doesn't really matter. Um, player standouts, uh, I will say it's going to be really close between Salah, Jota, and, and uh, Mane. I think uh, Salah will probably take the cake again with 23. Jota will have 19, and I think Mane is going to put up 18. A little bit better than last year. Uh, last year was kind of rough for him. Top assist contributor will Trent be Trent Alexander-Arnold, and he'll get Ooh, a 10. reawakening. Yes, a reawakening. I think Van Dyke is going to come back. Uh, and hopefully he'll be healthy, healthy and uh, really good for this team. Uh, for a younger player, uh, Harvey Elliott, uh, I think he was a signing from Fulham a year or two ago. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about him, and we didn't loan him out again. So I'm very curious about what his role will be in the midfield for Liverpool. Uh, and crazy prediction, we will not lose to City in the Premier League this that year. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. O.P. <laughs> I'm not saying we'll beat them. I'm just saying we won't lose them. Interesting. All right. The moment that you all have been waiting for. It's time! (laughs) My EPL team. When the Blues. Uh, When the Blues. When the Blues go steaming in. uh, Woo! Gross. Chelsea, FC, CFC, Chelsea, FC, Chelsea, Chelsea, no history. (laughs) Six league. Here it is. Nice. Look at that. He's holding up a scarf for all Mm. y'all listeners. It's nasty. It feels right. It feels good. (laughs) Now, I am fully aware of Chelsea's. Uh, rather good recent history in the league. Mm. I don't want anyone to get it twisted that I am simply picking a team because they're at the top of the table most of the time, although that's Mm. a lovely added bonus here. Mm -hmm. Both of the times that I've been to London, I've stayed in Chelsea. Really, really liked it. Uh, I've also had several pints with Chelsea fans. Talk to them about their team. Talk to them about London. Talk to them about living in Chelsea. And I am all in. I absolutely love the area. I love the fans that I got to talk to. Obviously, uh, I also know that they're some of the loudest fans in the world, if not in just the EPL. As is every EPL team uh, fan base, very, very into their team. Absolutely love them. And so I kind of got got addicted through that and have had my eye on Chelsea for a while now. And as I said, it also, it is an added bonus. It does help that they're a very competitive team and have been in the top four on the table for the last three years. So. We will rip you mercilessly, but it is a good choice. I, it is a good I, choice. I, <laughs> I don't like I it. I respect but. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I would be disappointed if you did. So. Okay. Then brand new. You got to make some predictions here. Yes. And I'm ready to do that. 
in terms of the Premier League, top four. Easy enough. We've been in top four the last three years. We're reloading the cannon after our fantastic year. Last year, case closed, Your Honor. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm keeping it together. Uh, in terms of Europe, I'm going to go ahead and call a Champions League repeat. I don't know that we will win it, <laughs> but I expect Chelsea's going to be playing in that game. Oh, man. So wow. Ch- uh, Champions League is going to be the focus. Uh, when you do win it two times in a row, do you have to play the Monstars then of the soccer know, world? Ask Real Madrid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you also will be playing them in the Premier League anyway in Man yeah. City. <laughs> yes, that, that is a fact. Domestic cups, I'm going to give those a big old not applicable. Don't okay. really care about them. Not important. Focused on bigger and better things. Don't matter. Let the, let the lesser right. teams squabble at those. The mantra. Let's, let's go Spurs. Let's get a <laughs> domestic cup. <laughs> uh, so player standouts on the squad. They are currently working to sign Romelo Lukaku, assuming all things go to plan with his physical. If he does make the team, they're adding to an already loaded roster. So the rich yeah. just keep getting richer. and. Tammy Abraham is on his way out, uh, who was a striker last year. If you bring in Lukaku to replace him, that's an even scarier squad. I think uh, Giroud left too, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that's more of the official replacement. Like, and Lukaku will start week to week instead of Giroud, who was kind of like a super sub sub and would come on when Pulisic was on the field. And oh, yes. you know, speaking of the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. what about Christian Pulisic right there? Captain like, America, man. Yeah. He is, I think I am going to make him my guy on that team. Just, yeah, I, he's an incredible soccer player, but I mean, he's an he American young kid. Yeah, he's our guy already. I am going to love him endlessly. <laughs> Besides those two names, Havertz, Werner, Conte, Mount, the team just keeps going on and on. So (laughs) you want to talk about player standouts. I mean, the whole squad can stand up if we're talking about standouts. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) So Chelsea fans, join me. Let us rejoice. Let us spread the good word. Let us be joyful and cheer on them blues. Come on, looking ahead. <laughs> looking ahead to next week, the preview for Premier League Week One. We've determined that our game of the week is going to be Tottenham versus Man City. Let's go Sunday night. Sunday night, if you're in England. Sunday morning, if you're in the U.S. 10.30 a.m. U.S. time. Woo! Yeah, Brady and I are planning to be on the Atlantic for that one. Let's um, do so it. We're super hyped. It's our return under new management, return to the Atlantic. <laughs> new management, same old Brady and Dave. Breaking it down. <laughs> Liverpool will be already on the top of the table, beating Ugh. Norwich Oy. like 5-0. It's going to be Oy. a good day. So. <laughs> Regardless of whatever Dave just spit out there, what a way to start the Premier League. Interested if Grealish will start this one. Man said you're so stacked everywhere. They could, you know, they're two players deep in every position. 
and two All-Stars deep. Uh, we know they'll play that 4-3-3. Three, three. That will switch to a three, blah, 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 and offense. But we have no idea what Nuno will do. He likes a three back, which I like, but we simply don't know what he'll do for game one. And maybe he'll try to outthink Pep. Uh, tough start for Nuno. <laughs> tough one. But I'm excited. All right. Predictions for this game. Me? I'll take it easy on Tottenham here. I'm saying 2-1 Man City. I won't. 3-1 Man City. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in with the homer pick. Uh, It's going to be a big old 1-1. Spurs hold them to one goal. Man City is slow starters, so maybe. Tottenham's got to play better defense than they did last year, though. Romero. I feel like <laughs> under Nuno, though, they probably will, having been like the Wolves coach too. So I don't know. Maybe uh, it was too extreme of my pick, but I'm still going to stick with the 3 1. No, and we are also I, keeping I better like track it. of those I scores like now. It. So we've got a table <laughs> going. So we will have some records. I like that pick, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it. I'm good. Good. My man. Real quick. Talked about them earlier, but taking a look at the Red Stars and fire schedule for this upcoming week, the Red Stars are going to play the North Carolina Courage on August 15th at 5 p.m. The Chicago Fire are going to play the Columbus Crew, the yellow soccer team, on August 15th at 5 p.m. What does that mean, Dave? Dual screens part three. Why can't we both win? Can we get it right? Can we get it right on the third time? Third time's the charm. Come on. Other games that are happening. Who would have thought? Premier League. First Premier League game of the season is newly promoted Mm -hmm. Brentford versus Arsenal. Please kick some Arsenal butt for us. Yes. Yes. Enjoy the Arsenal hate. (laughs) (laughs) August 13th at 2 p.m. Other Premier League week one action. Man United versus Leeds. August 14th at 6.30 a.m. Leicester City versus the Wolves, August 14th at 9 a.m. Liverpool versus Norwich City, August 14th at 11.30 a.m. Oh, boy. Norwich just grabbed Sargent, another American in the PL. Very interested to see if he gets plenty of playing time. Also want him to bang in three goals against Liverpool. Going to get a reality check for sure, both (laughs) you and Sargent. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Chelsea, ooh, the Blues, the Blues versus Crystal Palace, August 14th at 9 a.m. Bundesliga, week one. La Liga, week one. Ligue 1, week two. All happening next week. Yeah. Soccer's picking back up again, man. It was a little dry there for a while in terms of constant action from around the world. Not anymore. It's back, baby. So, looking ahead to next week, next week's recording specifically, Brady and Dave are going to venture on their own as I will be out on vacation next week. I'm escaping to the northern woods of Minnesota where nobody can find me. Seriously. Yes. No internet, no phones. Yes. No (laughs) internet, no phones. I will be completely unplugged. And that is the way I like to spend my vacation. I will be up there for over a week. Really looking forward to it. Need a break. Uh, However, on Monday night, 7 p.m., I will be cracking a beer in your honor. 
And I will send a pic nice. to both of you to mostly gloat, but also because I'll be thinking about the podcast and you both and wishing you good luck. Um, right. Best of luck to you both next week. And to the listeners, I would be very curious on how this turns out. Just the two of you. I think there will be a lot of back and forth. A lot of screaming is my prediction. Yeah, it'll be mostly a Spurs podcast. A lot of crying from Brady. Oh. That's true, too. Out a mediator to keep you two on opposite sides of the room. It's just going (laughs) to clash. Be cats and dogs in here. Looking forward to tuning in there. I know you both will really miss me a lot, and I just want to let you know going to be okay i'll come back or i won't and you'll have to do it alone forever (laughs) closing thoughts anything before i go into the socials doubling down liverpool is going to win the premier league this year (laughs) also chelsea will finish sixth and Tottenham will finish that's nice that's (laughs) excellent yeah that's what i'm thinking so Liverpool, City, United, Leicester City, Tottenham, Chelsea. Really? Norwich. Tot- Tottenham is going <laughs> to lead. Tottenham's, yes, Tottenham's going to finish higher Leeds than make Chelsea. the Conference yeah, League. That's Leeds. my other hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal, Brentford. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> All right. All right. That's just, boy. Follow us on. Instagram at Windy City Wingers, all spelled out, one word. In our Instagram, you will find a link to our Patreon. Please, if you can, throw a little cash our way. Anything you can spare that will help us grow the podcast, use it to expand our network, increase quality, uh, allow us to do cool things that we can't do right now. Mm-hmm. Again, thank you to Jen for running our social medias. Instagram, keeping those posts coming. Check it out. Funny stuff on there, making fun of each other, behind the scenes shots each and every week. Mm-hmm. Love that as well. But mostly, thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in every week. Thank you for continuing to email us at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Brady, if the folks want to find you, where can they do such a thing? I am on Twitter at stat underscore bro and on Instagram at Brad the Bard 13. And Dave, same question to you. Folks want to reach out, have questions, want to gripe, where can they find you? I am WCW Dave on both Twitter and Instagram. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Till next week. Bye bye. Thanks, everyone.